What's up? We're back on Hidden Gems. This time we're doing something a little different, starting a series of episodes called Baylor Old Heads with some hoopers from past teams. Today we're lucky to have King McClure and Ish Wainwright with us. Happy to have you on, guys. No, man, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure, little bro. It feels good. Yeah, it's it's a pleasure to be here. I don't know about the old heads part, but it's a pleasure (laughs) to be on here, man. Hidden gems. Hidden gems. Hidden gems. Hidden gems. Hidden gems. Well, bless your ears, baby. I listen to hidden gems every night before I go to bed. I listen to hidden gems in the kitchen. Hidden gems. We all played together from, you know, 15 to 17, and we'll talk about y'all's careers in a little bit. Um, but before we get there, I was hoping y'all could kind of walk us through your journey real quick and, like, how you ended up at Baylor. And, I mean, Ish, you can go first. Okay, well, what's well, crazy because um, I, mean, I was first introduced, not even introduced. I first I first seen the Baylor coaching staff in Vegas in person. Um, I think I was high school, I think eighth grade year going to my freshman year. And huh. I'd seen Coach Tang at the top of the stands with getting ready to play in, in Las Vegas at Tarkini. And I see a big smile with a big Baylor shirt. And he's sitting there pointing at his shirt. He's like, and he's pointing at me, he's pointing at my shirt. Okay, that gotta be that gotta be the Baylor staff. And so I mean they followed me throughout my whole career, man, my whole high school career. They just showed me a lot of love throughout, you know, my whole high school career. Uh especially then when I made my move to Montrose, I ended up getting hurt and they showed a lot of love by coming up there and watching me just sit in a chair for an hour, uh just form shooting. And not a lot of coaches done that, uh has probably ever done that. Um every chance they took, you know, contacted me and my family. And I mean, we just hit it off right then and there. Um, on my official visit, I took my official visit down there, and it just felt like home. And I, I, I've said that since day one. That's felt like home, and that's my home. Um, and it it had a good run too. So yeah, that was my little my little story on that. I mean, they just they just recruited they, they recruited they recruited me like I feel like the best out of everybody. And then it wasn't no. There wasn't no dark spots. It was how Coach Drew is on the court is how he is off the court. How Coach Tang is yeah. on the court. He's really intense. He's really, you know, he's passionate about what he do. Both of them, the whole coaching staff. And so, I mean, that that stuck that that stuck out a lot. And I'm pretty sure. sure King has a little, you know, a little saying. But I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Mine my, my was kind of similar <laughs> to this. Yeah. Mine was similar to this. Just uh, they recruited me super hard, like since the eighth grade. And, you know, I was almost a Jayhawk. I know Ish was almost a Jayhawk, too. <laughs> but <laughs> we were both almost Jayhawks. And Coach Tang and Coach Drew got, got wind of me about to commit to Kansas. And they were like, no, you can't do that. And that just whatever you do, you that can't happen. So they ended up uh, recruiting me harder. And the relationship I built with them since the eighth grade, just they were genuine and they were real people. And yeah. a lot of times you don't see that in coaching staffs. Just willing to, they willing right. to put an extra mile for you. Uh, they're willing to, I mean, they, they care about you. And, it, and it, it's real. It's not fake. It's not, you know, we're going to get you on campus and we're, we're just going to treat you like everybody else. And it's not, it's not that type of situation. So I ended up committing my junior year, committing kind of early, committing my junior year. And took my official in with Ishmael as my host. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
And I mean, it felt like home. It was a family atmosphere and had a lot of fun. And that's why I chose Baylor. Yeah, that's really cool. And that's something that you hear a lot with the Baylor program. It, it really is a family atmosphere. And we'll, we'll get back into that a little later, too. But now I want to skip ahead past your Baylor careers and kind of talk a little bit about what y'all are doing now. You know, Ish, you had some football and basketball. Now you're doing something <laughs> new. And, and King, you're doing something new as well. So if y'all could kind of walk us through that as well. That boy Ish thought he was Jason Witten. <laughs> I thought I was Jason Witten, man. I went out there. I thought I was gonna be the next Rico Gavin, Jason Witten. <laughs> that went out. That went down. That went out the window. But no, I mean, um, I mean, I wanted to try something new. Um, yeah, football. I, I grew up playing football, playing quarterback, tight end, middle linebacker. Everything you could play, everything I could possibly play, I played. Um, but you know, after basketball, I wanted to try something new, and you know. You know, see where it took me, and so I did. I went. I went that football route. It was pretty tough. I'm not gonna lie to you. That was probably the toughest thing I ever did in my life. I stepped out of my comfort zone. You know, Coach Rule is a great coach. Coach McGuire was my coach, my tight ends coach, and I, actually we're still in contact to this day. Me and Coach McGuire. Um, sure. And they, they took they took me in uh, as a family. You know, part of the family, and they taught me a lot. Um, waking up five o'clock in the morning to go. You know. Yeah, go go to battle and practice every day was probably by far the toughest thing. Um, but I mean, it was a tough season. Um, and also, I mean, I got a lot of a lot of positives out of the season. I mean, I I got a chance to try out for the Buffalo Bills. Um, and I mean, it went pretty good. But, but I mean, I was just raw, and that was the main thing that that really you know that a lot of people seen. I was raw at football. I only played one semester. Right. Um. And so after that, I mean, I didn't hang my head. You know, I, I could tell. I could tell everybody straight up. I gave it my all. I did everything I could possibly do, um, and I flipped the switch and I went right back to what I what I do, <laughs> what I love. <laughs> I I don't I don't I don't regret it. Um, my first year in Germany was went pretty good. Now I'm going to my second year and playing in you know one of the top leagues international. You know, so I'm playing BBL and also playing uh basketball Champions League, and that's something that's really tough to do, but you know, for a lot of people, but I mean, I happened to get a chance and I took advantage of it and it's taken me to many different amazing places, man. And yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, you had to battle through a lot of obstacles to get there and, and keep pushing through that point. And, you know, King, you've done the same thing and you've had a lot going on through your college career and unexpected obstacles. And it's kind of gotten you to where you are now. So. Yeah, just the whole heart disease, being diagnosed from a heart disease as a freshman, uh, kind of sort of prevented me from even getting the opportunity to even try out, work out, summer league for any NBA team. Um, so I, as a result of that, and I also didn't want to go overseas just because I had a little girl, I have a daughter. And I don't want to be far away from her. Didn't want to bring sure. her over there. Didn't want to be far away from her. Uh, so decided to stay here. ESPN ended up offering me this job to be an analyst. And, I mean, I knew. Ultimately, that's what I want to do in the long run, but offered it to me now, so I just jumped on board and took it. Yeah, that's awesome. That's big time. That is big time. <laughs> that's really cool. <laughs> and and what kind of adjustment has it been to go from you know player to analyst? And yeah, I know it's I mean, a whole new experience. Yeah, it's, it's huge. It's a huge adjustment. Just like not. I think the thing that really killed me the most, honestly, and I, I've never said this, is the fact that you're analyzing players that you feel like you're better than. 
with, <laughs> with, with ultimately hurts because it's like, dang, I could be out there and I could really give him like thirty. Like I really go kill this kid <laughs> right now. I think <laughs> that ultimately bothered me the most, but um, I just think that I mean it, it was hard because you know you missed the game, you missed playing, uh, but you have to kind of sort of take yourself away from. I mean, I kind of sort of tried to speak from a player perspective, most importantly, like from a young player's perspective, because a lot of them guys are older. But I feel like the hardest part was just not being out there, like just missing it. And I'm still young enough to do it. I could still go play professionally if I wanted to, because I'm still good enough, still young enough. My body's in great enough shape to go play. So it's just missing the game and just getting adjusted to the professional side, the TV side of the world, which is – you know, I thought the basketball side was interesting, but the TV side is is, is just as interesting. It's a lot of same type of similarities in both. So, sure, that's yeah, really I know, cool. I know, that, I know that's I know that's tough too. Uh, <laughs> I, I commend you on that. You know, I got a lot of respect for that because I yeah. when I, I still see you work out, I still see you play, and I'm like, man, this dude he needs to take his butt on back overseas, <laughs> go overseas, take little right. mama with her, with her, man, go make your money, man. Yeah, man, that's tough. And, and y'all had a lot of success at Baylor. So, you know, you, you ish, I think you went to the tournament every year and, and King, you oh, had some yeah. great tournament runs too. And, uh, I was just wondering if y'all could kind of expound on, <laughs> I was just wondering if y'all could expound on that, you know, and, and talk about how special those teams were that y'all were a part of. Well, I'm going to say this first. I think I, I, can, I got the right to say this. <laughs> I went to tournament all four years, and I think I'm the only Baylor player to ever do that. <laughs> <That's impressive. laughs> and playing every game, though. So, hey. That's tough. That's tough, bro. That's tough. Not many can say that. Anyway. Not many can say that. But, no, me, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this. My, my first time with the, with the Sweet 16 run, uh, my freshman year, um, that was a tough season because I mean we were we were we had our, we had a lot of ups and downs, man. And you know we had Isaiah Austin, Corey, uh, Brady, uh, Royce, TP, Rico, Gary, Mott, Al, John Hurd, Logan. We had a squad in my eyes, and I feel like I mean we did everything in our power to you know to succeed, and I mean we came together at the right time. We you know in, in the conference. People look back in the conference play, we lost nine or ten straight games, man, and went on a run to the Sweet 16. And that's probably one of my favorites. But I can honestly say my favorite year of my career and my favorite run was my senior year, especially having a group of guys that I had my last year there at Baylor. King, King, King including uh, being one of the guys, sure. uh, my favorite guys on the team, uh, Jake, and, you know, those two guys, those they're at young players. You know, my and you know that squad, Joe and Manu and Nooney and TJ. I can name everybody on the squad. And I mean that that was by far the best year that I've ever had at Baylor on the court and off the court, and bonding with the guys. And you know that Sweet 16 run is proving a lot of people wrong. Becoming the first team in, in Baylor history to be number one. I know it was short lived because West Virginia kicked our butts next uh, <laughs> <the next> day. <laughs> But nah, that was by far the best, the best year um, of my life in college, and probably one of my favorite teams that I've ever played with. 
Uh, it was just, just it was just clicked, and that's one thing that I say, like, <laughs> if if we if we, I don't know that 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 team right there should have been a Final Four team, and I feel I feel like that team is a Final Four team. Things happen, but I mean that was by far the best best experience I had in my life, my my last year of college with that team. Now nah, for me, uh, yeah, that Sweet Sixteen team was was crazy. Um, just like learning from from Ish and like that because Ish was the, the senior leader on the team. I think you was the only you were the only senior on there, right? Yeah, I was the only senior. Yeah, Ish was the only senior. My, my, senior. My, my and Al was red shirts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. seeing how uh, how Ish led the team and how he got everybody to buy in and collectively and just work as one, you know, that, that year that year was special because I was like you said I was young, so I, I learned a lot just seeing how he operated, how he did things, and I think my most fun year was probably my last year too because the lessons I learned from Ish and like the the way he led and the way he taught. I was finally, it was my turn to lead. It was, I was finally able to be that leader and be that guy that Ish was. And I think yeah. that's why we were able to exceed expectations. I mean, we didn't go as far, but we lost to Texas Southern. We lost to SFA at home, both games at home. Then we lost Tristan, who was our best player. And everybody thought we was terrible. Ish texted me like, bro, what's going on? What, what, what's happening with the <laughs> once program? I was mad. You know, I was watching the guy. I was Look, mad. Everybody... <laughs> Everybody in Baylor, like, just, like, ruled us out. Uh, the old heads that you'll probably be talking to, they ruled us out. They texted me, like, King, what's going on? I'm like, look, I'm not giving up. We're going to keep fighting. And I think that's one thing that I learned from it's just we can't give up no matter, like, what goes on, no matter what's happening. There's no there's no quit. We, 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 we signed up for this with basketball players, you're going to lace our shoes up, and there's nobody that we can't beat. And I feel like we exceeded so many people's expectations because people thought we were just going to be the worst team in Baylor history, to be yeah. honest, after we lost to SFA in Texas Southern. They really thought we'd be the worst team in, Texas, in uh, Baylor history. But we ended up, uh, I think, coming in third in the, in the conference, uh, mm-hmm. which is one of the highest, I think probably one of the highest uh, conference endings we've ever, we've ever been in, we've we ever had in Baylor history. And we also made it to the second round, beat Syracuse first round, mm-hmm. ran to a, a terrible matchup at Gonzaga with Brandon Clark, who I feel like we made him a lottery pick when he had 36 and like 18 on us. <laughs> it's just over there nodding his head. Half his money should go to we, half his money should be divided amongst the Baylor team. <laughs> <laughs> we made him a lottery pick because dude went crazy on us. And, I'm sitting there screaming at yeah. the TV. I'm throwing my stuff. Oh my gosh! Oh. Man, it was one of those games where we literally—I don't know if you ever had this. I mean, it's you probably didn't have this. You six eight with a eight foot wingspan, but it was one of those games eight. where, but we literally had no answer. Like answer at all. We had no answer for this dude. We was like, coach, like what? What are we gonna do? We gonna foul him every time? Like we have no answer for this man. <laughs> but in the day, we lost to them by like ten. I mean, but we ended up we played we played our butts off and we really worked hard. We grinded. We didn't give up. So that was probably uh, one of my most fun years is being able to learn, take what I learned from Ish, and finally put it to use. 
Sure, man. Yeah. And I, I remember being there when y'all, you know, you played South Carolina and y'all made the Sweet 16 and y'all both took on big roles that year. And y'all were both leaders um, at different points in your career and really all throughout your career. Um, and, you know, to be a successful team, you have to have great leaders and you have to be consistent. Yeah. Um, and on that note, you know, practice is a big part of that. What, what was the Baylor practice like? And y'all talk about the atmosphere. What, what made Baylor practice special? And, you know, can you just kind of give us some insight into what that looked like? King? <laughs> Man, uh, so look, <laughs> one thing I'm going to say, if you, ever come, if you ever come to a Baylor practice, you're going to see competition from start to finish. But we, we compete. Coach Drew, he's one of those coaches that loves competition. Like, he loves to see – like, we always make jokes. Coach Drew loves to see somebody, like, get killed by somebody else on the court. Like, he, he loves <laughs> to just see somebody go at somebody's head the whole practice. And, I mean, that's that's what we that's what we did. And I think, like, the, the most memorable practice I've ever had, I've had two. <laughs> <laughs> and both, both of them were with Ish. And one, <laughs> one, the first one, the second most memorable is the one where um, we – we had to do ladders to end of practice. Coach Tang made us do ladders. Oh, and it was yeah. the most unrealistic expectation. It was like, right. all right, <laughs> you got to go down in like five seconds. Down, that's back, Coach down Tang, in like Coach 15 Tang. seconds. You got to do five in like 25 seconds. And we're like, Coach, this is <laughs> <realistic>. like, <laughs> we, we, we can't do this. <laughs> hey, we all, like, hey, when he said that, we all stopped like, hold on. Like, what? <laughs> Yeah, because he, he was like, what? I know y'all can't do it. And I was like, then why are we doing it? <laughs> I, think, I learned, like, afterwards, we talked about it. He was like, it was just mental. Like, if you could, like, block out the mental distractions, you can just focus on the task. You can and just try. He would have just kept moving on. But then I was like, coach, we really trying to make these times. So we finna pass out trying to make these times. <laughs> <laughs> man it's on the floor i promise you, it's on the floor he dove on the floor tried to make the time jake did that jake dove on the floor <laughs> right that one and then the most memorable practice ever we just lost to a and m by like 30 got blasted oh yeah our defense <laughs> was terrible so the next the next day in practice, first off, we watched the game from start to finish in film. So start like, to finish, never, and, never and, 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 co start and coach to stopped it right. He stopped it right yeah. at the tip off, like <laughs> stop. Now you're supposed to be right here, and you're supposed to be right there. Oh man, we oh, do that. No. Was, but look, we got to the actual practice, and we did a drill. You had to get three perfect stops in a row. Oh, and let me tell Ooh, you, that. you couldn't get you couldn't give up an offensive rebound. You couldn't. They couldn't. Um, yeah, they couldn't get any second chance points. Um, if they if they score the ball, it's automatic, you know, restart. And then you only get five tries, and you have to run and come right back and do it. So let me tell you, this I just I still don't understand this. We did that drill, right? Now, mind you, myself, Jake, TJ, uh, the young guys, we didn't play. We didn't play to the last yeah. minute. We yeah. we barely played. We might probably play like five minutes. But we the ones that got stuck in the drill. So on the other hand, that's <laughs> how it goes. You got, you got Ish, Toy and Prince, Rico, my, oh my uh, Mono oh, Lacombe, and oh Joe. Oh my god! So we're sitting there playing defense, <laughs> Justin. 
But we sitting there playing defense. I pro- I'm not even exaggerating. For an hour and a half, we did this drill. Oh, the, when we started so with bad. that drill. Yeah, we started with the drill, and that's the only thing we did. We were that's in it. the drill. <laughs> Coach, Coach said we're not leaving the gym until y'all get these stops. We didn't even play. And we, we have to box out Rico, Ma, and Ish. Keep them off the boys. Plus, we got to keep Manu from scoring, keep TP from scoring. But sure. we're like, dude. It got so bad, just like I started crying. Like I was like, "Bro, I'm so frustrated." I was crying. Like, I'm like, "Bro, we're yeah. not getting this, coach." And it, it doesn't get any better because you just get more tired as the drill goes yeah, on. And, and yeah, you, because and you gotta you run. Keep running sprints. You keep running sprints and get right back yeah. on deep. You I'm gotta like, get coach. it early. But I told coach, like, coach, I'm I I can't do this. Like, <laughs> and he was like, "Don't ever say <laughs> You can do it." I'm like, Coach, I, we really can't do this. Like, this is not going to get done today. Hey, I've never seen Coach New so mad before. <laughs> <laughs> we did Bro, that drill for an hour everybody and a half. Was and then Coach Mack was just like, oh, you know, you, you, you guys got to figure something out. And I'm just like, Bro. yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, bro, no, y'all come hopping in and do this, man. <laughs> Hey, that's what you always say. You gotta figure, gotta figure it out. You gotta figure it out, guys. Come on, Mac, Mac attack. But no, that I mean, that's one, that's one thing I can't say about practices. Practices was competitive from day one since off season, since everybody got like all the freshmen, new, you know, undergrads come in the first day of the first day of practice will be intense, and it will be intense on through the whole entire year, like to the point to the point where you know we'll be fighting in there, you know, cussing each other out, throwing elbows. You know, make like we're not supposed to do it. We're supposed to like making bet. Like if you can not if you can box me out or you can knock me on my butt in in, in practice, then I'm gonna take you to dinner type. So that challenge a lot of people that you know yeah. team <laughs> tried every time, but but no, like you you know we get we get so competitive, you know, and it was just an everyday thing. We made sure we was competitive because other guys are working, other teams are doing the exact same thing that we're doing, and we had goals, um, and our goals was to win every game possible. And I mean, we yeah. didn't win every game, but we won majority of our games every year, you know. So yeah, it was sure it was always competitive. It was always competitive. Some days I hated it. I'm not gonna lie to you. I hated <laughs> yeah. Rico. I hated playing one on one with Rico in the post because I mean that's just Rico. I hated. I hated. I hated having the whole man dude. I hated. I hated the whole king because he liked that little hezzy, you know, whatever. <laughs> it just came it just came with the territory that was that's one thing that coach drew has always done and he will continue to do while he's at baylor and i mean he'll make everything competitive that's just the guys this type of guys that he recruits that he brings in yeah. if you're not competitive you'll be out the door simple as that for sure so and, and even being competitive like that y'all are still a family and and you touched oh, yeah. on it earlier even you know from coach drew from the top down how is baylor just a family and that atmosphere is just different it, it, I mean, it just that it's, it's competitive. We know, we know, we we, have, we all have goals, individual goals, team goals. But you know, we can fight, we can do everything on the court. But when we step off that court, it's just a brotherhood. I mean, we learned yeah. that from we learned that from Tweety and Curtis Gerald and all of them. You know, and Epe Udo, like it's a brotherhood. You know, I, to see them come back every summer, the old heads, the old old heads come back every summer. That that yeah. shows like it's a brotherhood. So they set the tone for that. So they they yeah. kudos to them. They set the tone for all that. They they started this brotherhood, and we just you know we're just following right behind them. And hopefully later on in later on, uh, the young guys or the guys that's playing at Baylor now they understand that this is a brotherhood. No matter where we go, no matter what we do, 
I mean, that's just what it is. Yeah, for sure. Bro, it's, it's definitely a brotherhood just because, like, it's crazy because dudes <laughs> that I didn't play with, like, dudes who played there in 2010, I can still call up if I need anything. Like, that's how much yep. of a brotherhood it is. Like, Tweety, uh, Curtis, like, those guys, I can still call them up, hit them up whenever. And if I need something, they got me. And if they'll help me out, they'll take care of me no matter what. And that's just how much of a brotherhood. And I didn't even play with those guys. I just know them through the summer. And, like, just imagine the guys you actually play with. You know, we're with each other so much. And Coach Drew just preaches, you know, family, brotherhood. Like, it's, I play with it's two years. And, I mean, other two years, I with Jake and all them. But it's still like my brother to this day. It's, it's just oh, yeah. when, when you go through so much with somebody, you just grow so close with them. And, like I said, the past is competitive, like. He wouldn't joke. We, we literally was like fighting. Like we, some it would be fighting in practice. <laughs> like we, we, oh, it yeah. got that competitive. But when you go through so much sweat, go through tears with people, like you just grow closer with them, and that's just what we go through on a daily basis. So that's why I feel like the brotherhood aspect is just so real. For sure, man. That's dope. And and I've seen it firsthand. You know, with all those guys being out there, it's really cool. Just even get getting to work this summer camps and and seeing everybody that comes up there that has been gone for years but everybody comes back it really is a family um i'd like to talk more individually about y'all and you know your individual success and i'd like to start off with this both of y'all are kind of you know strong even for the college level y'all had strong bodies and you know you, you were athletically ahead even than some at the d1 level um you know what went into that and and how did you separate yourself from a, from a strength side of things and and become a, an elite athlete Mm, I mean, yeah, I guess I started. Uh, I mean, I think personally, I, I've always just had naturally strong genes. Like my dad, the way he's built, I'm built just like him, just a little bit taller. Uh, but I feel like Coach Charlie just was was great at what he did. I think Coach Charlie's probably one of the best in the business, definitely one of the Damn. most underrated, one of the most underrated strength coaches in, in America. Uh, he doesn't really get the credit he deserves. But um, he's he's phenomenal because he was able to not just help you get stronger, get bigger, but do it in a, in a, in a way where it translates to the basketball court. So a lot of strength coaches, they just want to get you bigger just to show that, Oh, look at the progress that I've made with each player. Coach sure. Charlie's thing was we're going to get you stronger, but if it doesn't translate, then it's useless. You know, if you're going to get you as big as a football player, like what's the point you play basketball. So Coach yeah. Charlie was smart and, and you really just you when it came to lifting, a lot of I feel like a lot of people don't use their brains. Like why why are we maxing out and and we play basketball? Like that just don't make sense to me. But Coach Charlie right. was able to be smart and use his brain with uh, you know, the, the workouts we did, how he implemented it, knowing, okay, well, if they're gonna be going this hard at practice, well, maybe have a lighter day in the weight room. But to try to like work with the coaches, like make it like a really cohesive unit to where you know, it was, they fed off each other. He understood our bodies. He knew every one of our bodies, like, down to the T, like, personally. Like, this is what you should be eating. This is what you shouldn't be eating. But I, I credit that to just Coach Charlie. You know, Coach Charlie was amazing at what he, at what he does. Yeah, big time. Sure. And also, like, I'm going to piggyback. What? Charlie, he, he broke down everybody's body in the beginning of the season. And he, you know, he had his, he had his goals for each player. And then we also had our goals for each other. And then, you know, coach Drew helped us out, you know, well, he, whatever coach Drew wanted, like he'll, you know, he'll tell Charlie, but 
I mean, Charlie broke it down, and like like King said, he's one of the underrated. He's most probably he to me, he's probably the best strength coach that I've seen and I've you know played with. Um, but I mean, he just understood everything, um, and he took. I mean, if we said that we were hurting or anything like that, he will he would work around that. I mean, some guys would be like, okay, you got to push through, you got to push through. Yes, we got to push through, but at a point in time, it's like, you know, we have to get better, we have to get stronger. And Charlie did came up with so many different things to to get us stronger. Like like people don't realize we were playing volleyball, we was playing netball volleyball, and that <laughs> helped so much. Like that, our we was explosive. We you know, our landing techniques, all that in one one little game. That's just a warm-up. You know, he just found different ways to help us out and get us stronger. Um, and, yeah, that's that's just how it is. I used to – I remember sending food to Charlie all the time because that's one – that's another good thing. You have to feel your body because, you know, me being – being, you know, at this point in time, my, my weight in college has, you know, been up and down, been up and down. It's just been a roller coaster. But – I mean, I can honestly say, like, when I start sending him food, he used to tell me what, 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 like, to add, what to take away, um, just little stuff like that, to the point where I was sending him everything that I ate throughout the day. <laughs> I was sending him, I was sending him at least 15 pictures a day, you know, of everything that I touched. So, I mean, he just, he just broke it down. He understood everything, and and he's by far, I give him a lot of credit, and I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one that gives him a lot of credit. Look at John Demotley. <laughs> yeah. John Demotley. John Demotley came in, the, came in the. Uh, Came to Baylor, what six six nine, a uh, 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 toothpick. <laughs> <laughs> sure. He left a monster. He left a monster. So I mean, I, you got to look at things like that. Like look at look at the process of everybody you know throughout Baylor, and I, and I give a lot of credit to coach to coach Charlie. Yeah, absolutely. That's a testament to, like you said, you know, these guys developing all four years, and y'all got so many guys in the pros that does translate directly from Charlie and it also shows how much he cares like you said and that kind of translates to you know your side of the game and you're a great scorer yourself but you were able to impact the game a lot of ways outside of scoring um can you speak on that ish um well I'll look at it like this yeah I could have scored but then I have other guys in my on my team that that are like real life scorers I mean I feel like I was going to impact the game in different ways. I mean, yeah, I know Rico's going to get rebounds and this and that. TP's going to score. TP wants to score. Al wants to score. Everybody wants to score. But I was like, okay, if y'all want to score, then shoot, I'll get you the ball. <laughs> Don't worry yeah. about it. If I, if, I, if I seen something that the point guard didn't see, then I'm going to let the point guard know. Then, you know, we'll run it and run the backs and run the same play and we'll get, we'll get it to you. But, I mean, I just – I don't know. I, I've never – I can score. I'm gonna let you know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that. yeah. That's, that's why I prefaced it with now, that. Yeah. Now I love to score, <laughs> and I love to shoot. But I mean, it just, it just came over time, man. Just growing up, being growing up, my mindset was always a point guard mindset. You know, I love being a point guard. My dad seemed always playing up, so I never really took scoring the ball seriously until you know people used to put me to side. Hey, you need to score. All right, I got you. High yeah. school, my well, high school coach at, Mont- at Montrose, but hey, we need you to go for 20 or whatever. Yes, sir. I got you. Dang. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm not, I might I might miss y'all a couple times, but okay. You know, that's it just carried over, man. And I felt like I took that role as being a glue guy, and that was and that was pretty fun. And I, I loved it. I, if I go back, yeah, I would score more, but I'm still be that glue guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that, that moves in. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. 
No, no, I was about to say, I, I was, I mean, I wish I was like King and score like 30, you know, 20 plus. I, mean, I, I wish, but I'll do that now. <laughs> well, I mean, that goes into my next question. And, and being that glue guy, like you said, is a big part of having that success that y'all did. Um, can you talk about what the traits of being a good teammate like that is? Because, you know, you embodied that in your career. Just, I, to be honest, it was just doing what, what does Mark say, Mr. 95? It's exactly what he's doing right now. Mark, I mean, just I took the role as defending one through five if I have to, uh, rebounding, doing all the, you know, diving in for loose balls, you know, you know, just doing all the little things, but the little things turned into a big, you know, a big part of the game. And um, a lot of people compare me, Mark, and Royce. Um, <clears throat> they all compared us. And I mean, I feel like it's nothing wrong with that, but I don't know, it's just something that just I enjoy. I enjoy watching my teammates score every time they touch the ball. You know, I, I if I, if I get an offensive rebound and kick it out to you know King or Manu and they hit a wild and three, I'm a I'm gonna act like I hit that three. I'm gonna go back and celebrate because that that's just something that just comes with the game. If I take a charge, you know, I feel like dang, okay, cool, I took a charge, let's go. Uh, you know, it's just, it just comes with the game. And it's always been my mindset, and it's always been something that I've done. And I don't think I'll ever change because that's just that's just engraved. That's in my blood. I feel like. <laughs> I don't know. Sure. It's just something that, yeah, it's just something I love to do. King, you got anything to add on that? No, I think the biggest thing is just being selfless and just uh, it takes a it takes a real humble person to be a, a leader like that and to be a glue guy because when you're a glue guy, you don't always get the recognition, you don't always uh, you know get your name on the headlines, but you impact winning. And if you're that humble to where you can impact winning and not care about, you know, being the star or, you know, getting the most publicity. It just takes a selfless, uh, humble person to do that. And I think that that's probably the number one trait in being a great glue guy and a great teammate. I just sure, wanted to win. <laughs> yeah. 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 And like Ish said, you were a scorer and you were a knockdown shooter. What kind of mindset do you need to be a knockdown shooter, King? Um, a mentality where if you miss three, you're going to make the next five. Uh, that's, that's the biggest thing for everybody who claims to be a shooter. You can never get down on yourself. You never had those nights where uh, you just stop shooting. Shooters going to, like they say, shoot or shoot. And regardless <laughs> yes, of what your do. percentage is, you need that to go. You, you can miss 10 in a row, but then you can make the next 20, you know? So you can never stop shooting. You always have to stay focused on a target. Like Coach Brooks say, always have your target in line and just keep firing away. Yeah. Before I let y'all go, and we're going to do a speed round to end this off, but one last question, and I know it's important to both of y'all, but can you talk about the importance of faith in your life and, and even through your playing career, how much it's meant for you and kept you grounded? You start yeah. off. Faith has been um my... Probably the biggest thing that's kept me grounded. The reason why I'm I'm at where I'm at because you know, there's so many times I almost gave up. I almost ended up uh, you know quitting basketball. Well, not just quitting, but got taken away from me. But by the grace of God, I'm I'm here. I'm yep. still doing what I love. I'm still able to be around the game. But if if it hadn't been for faith, I mean, I wouldn't definitely wouldn't be what I'm <clears> doing <throat> doing what I'm doing right now. Wouldn't have been able to play at Baylor. Um, 
just wouldn't have had the career and took the steps in order to to get here. So I think faith was the biggest thing for me because ultimately, without God, I just wouldn't be the same man I am today. And I, I yeah, I, yes, can, you're completely correct. And also with mine, I mean, faith is, faith is everything. I mean, you know, I went through a lot of ups and downs in my college careers, um, you know, on the court, off the court, but mainly, you know, I just tried to, you know, try to, you know, keep my faith. It was a lot of times, especially my freshman year, you know, starting the first, starting the first couple games, starting the first couple games um, as a, as a true freshman and then not playing, you know, games. Now I would sit out game after game after game and then come in, you know, 30 seconds here, 30 seconds there. And then, you know, one, like just messing with my mind. I feel like I was messing with my own mind and wanting to quit, wanting to say, you know, I give up. I, I want to transfer. I want to do this. I want to do that. But, I mean, guys sat me down, you know, I talked to guys, I talked to my teammates, and that's one thing that, you know, that, that also helped me, faith and keeping, keeping you know, that, that relationship with my teammates that, you know, if I wanted to talk to anybody, I talk to anybody on the team, even the coaching staff, and just with that faith and that, you know, God, he put me through that, and it has gotten me through a lot of other stuff in my life, a lot of personal stuff, a lot of, you know, on the court stuff. And, I mean, again, keeping faith, that's probably by far the main thing that you – you know, faith in God that He can lead you in so many ways, in positive ways, great ways. And I mean, if you yeah. just continue the faith, then anything is possible with that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's great insight. Appreciate y'all. Um, y'all have given great answers throughout this. And before I let y'all go, I'm gonna go through a speed round. I got like three or four questions for y'all to answer, um, and then I'll let y'all go. Again, this, this one is optional. Give me your best Coach Drew impersonation. Oh man. <laughs> Oh man, I don't. Oh man, hold on. I can't even get it. I can't even get it. But you know, cause you always had um, what's a little candy thing that he always had? A cough drop. Uh, I think he always, he always had a it cough was, drop. Uh, Ricolas. Oh my Ricola. god. Ricola. It was. Yeah. Um, I can't even do it. I can't, I can't even do it. But he'll his dad will so cut it out. <laughs> Nah, and he would be talking. He'd be like, he was like, he would be mumbling all this and this. And you know, he'd be like, he's like, because he'll almost fall out while he's talking to the team. And I'm looking at him like, did that just almost fall out? I don't know. I just, I can't do it. But it's just, it's just one of the main impressions that I, you know, main things I remember him. Who's your funniest teammate that you've had? TJ Master. Joe or TJ? Yes, Joe or TJ. TJ. TJ was the funniest person I've ever been around. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) In the games, though, like, oh, my gosh. Practice is funny. He's just funny on the court, off the court. Oh, my goodness. And it used to drive me crazy, though. Yeah, he'll drive you crazy. He is, he is the funniest person. Oh my gosh, but we'll give you a bucket easy. Yeah, he's a bucket getter for sure. Hey, last question. So, what's next for the both of y'all? Well, all this coronavirus stuff. They next to everybody's summers. I mean, sure. I, I, I have plans to play in, uh, I have plans to play in this, uh, NBA Summer League this summer and uh, see where that takes me. And then also, you know, if it doesn't, if I don't make it, or, well, I mean, if nothing 
happen in the NBA Summer League, then uh, I'm pretty sure I'll keep playing basketball overseas somewhere. And whenever the opportunity comes, then I'm going to take full advantage of the opportunity and provide for my family, take care of my little my little son and my, and my little daughter. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, for me, uh, man, season ended abruptly. So I was supposed to be on a flight and go call a game. And they told me I can't even go because of the corona. So uh, now it's just, I think I'm, I might get in the radio a little bit, do a little radio, do a radio show. Uh, until just for the off season, until um, it's basketball season again. But just wait again, get my contract renewed, and go from there. Sure. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you guys coming on. This was awesome, and I'm excited to get some more Baylor old heads on here and just hear what all y'all got to say. Um, y'all had great careers, and y'all had a lot to share. So I really appreciate it. Yes, sir. I appreciate That's you, man. Anytime. Anytime.